Welcome again to Otakus and Dragons. It's Kaylee here to give you all a heads up on these next two episodes. You may have already noticed that this episode says episode three, part one. And that's because this episode was actually almost four hours long once we edited it. So I decided to split it into two. With that being said, let me quickly do our mid-episode break announcements now so we can just listen and enjoy this whole episode. Thank you all for your love and support. We really appreciate it. And actually, all of your suggestions have really helped shape our long campaign that we're working on right now, which is Legends. So hopefully that'll be up uh, soon so you guys can enjoy it along with us. However, if you guys want to kind of contribute a little bit more to the podcast, we are now opening um, suggestions for both anime questions for the role for anime as well as items. So if you ever have a fun idea for a D&D item, you can go ahead and send them to us and maybe the players will pick them up on their way. If you have those suggestions, please send them to otakusanddragonspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Twitter, though we haven't really posted much to either yet. We're hoping to get into that uh soon so i apologize guys and we want to just thank you again and let's get to the chaos Welcome to Otakus and Dragons Element Episode 3. <laughs> it has been three episodes of this freaking podcast and somehow none of us are dead. In game or in real life. <laughs> It'd be concerning if someone was already dead at the beginning of this whole thing. I mean, I don't <laughs> think we've really had combat. Well, at least I haven't had combat. Well, I almost got choked out. So. You did get choked out. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. I got sorry. choked out to faint, but I almost died from that. Oh, By my own sister, but no less. <laughs> Deserved. <Crabby> river. <laughs> Alrighty, so we have our lovely chest of questions, and two people have already drawn for the anime question. So I'm going to make Juno and Zephra roll. And see who draws for an anime question. How dare Juno put her dice away? I put it to the side. It was not that far away. I could have just asked for mine. Gosh dang it. No, my dice. I got a 10. Five. Okay, Juno's going to draw. Oh, oh God. <laughs> the responsibility is too heavy for me to bear. What a big old box. Holy oh, cow. Loud. That was loud on the mics, y'all. <laughs> the treasure chest has been closed. Do you want to know the funny thing? I think these are your questions. <laughs> are they my questions? <laughs> so everyone draws their own questions. Apparently. It's fate. Everybody did it. Destiny. Okay, so let me read these two and decide which one. Ooh. So the anime question for the week. What anime has one of the biggest plot twists for you? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lanta. Biggest plot twists in an anime that you oh, guys dang. have ever seen. 
I have to think about this. So I think we all have to Damn, think about this. This is yeah. hard. You're <laughs> welcome. My bad. <laughs> Damn, woman. Okay, I actually think I have one. Okay. Okay. Um, in the Inter introduce yourself first. Oh. Okay, I'm Roman. I currently play as Xenia, the gun-toting human nun in Elements. Um, I think the biggest plot twist I ever saw in animation thus far was probably when I was watching um, Ghost in the Shell, specifically the standalone complex. <gasps> the whole thing is just a really good twist, and all of the Ghost in the Shell saga the entire thing is it you think you know what's going on but then it just it throws you curveball after curveball who you thought was the bad guy is actually the victim and who you thought was the victim is actually sometimes the bad guy if not an accessory to the bad guy like what the hell it is such a twist i have heard that anime is really good i haven't seen it though oh my gosh you should it I is so beautiful I need to watch Standalone Complex. I loved the movie. Not, not the Scarlett Johansson one, the original Ghost in the Shell movie. Yeah, the Scarlett Johansson one doesn't exist to us because we just... Look, as much as I love Scarlett Johansson, I hate when we try to make live film movie adaptations of anime because 99.9% .9 of the time, it's bad! They just tried to do The Matrix with Ghost in the Shell, even though The Matrix is essentially Ghost in the Shell. So, yep. Lost in translation there, essentially. Yeah, but no. So, yeah, if you ever watch any of the Ghosts in the Shell sagas, like, it's very well done. It is a cyber universe where about 50% of human life is fully robotic, except for their brains. And it, it's a form of ma making sure that everyone is able and, and well so they can be workforce drones, which is something that gets on my nerves. But... It's also a mindfuck because as much technology as there is in this cyber universe, it is very easy to hack if you have the right smarts, and it is very easy to destroy if you are smart enough and have the means. Also, it is definitely one to watch when you have, you can pay all your attention to it because it goes into some pretty deep philosophical it really does. They, they have a lot of deep, meaningful stuff in the animation. Yeah, it goes into all these philosophical questions and ugh, essentially we're gonna, I don't even remember the philosophical stuff. Anyways, I'm gonna be done with my talking for right now. Let well, somebody else answer. Well, do you have answer. an anime that has a twist? I do, but did Juno, Juno was dancing, so I didn't know if she had one. I do have one. Of course I have one. I am ready for this. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to steal her fidget toy while she's talking. No! Not my, my fidget toy. <laughs> Mine now. Oh, Dang it, that's the one I wanted. Okay, The go loss. Ahead. I'm sad now. <laughs> All right. I'm Juno. I play the grumpy-ass dwarf Holga, who is going through a phase of sadness. <laughs> Uh, let me let me just break it to everyone um we recorded the bit with me and holga first and then now we're doing the um opening before we record the part with everyone else so that's why you guys might be a little bit confused but yeah holga yeah <laughs> oh, the depression is real <laughs> you miss your human nail 
no, I do not miss the stupid human. <laughs> the human pulled my hair. <laughs> All right, true. All right, for me, biggest plot twist in anime. For me right now, it's Demon Slayer with the reveal that Gutaro is actually the Upper Moon 6 versus Daki when we first are introduced to Daki in season two. That was a huge twist. That, that was a pretty nice one, actually. Yeah, because... There's no indication at all that there's a second until she screams Oni-chan. Yep. <laughs> and then the, the shock. <laughs> As he literally pulls his own body from her. Oh. <laughs> that, that was definitely a plot twist. For sure. Yep. And then the fight started all over again. So it's kind of a sad thing to think, even if Tanjiro had managed to behead Daki in an earlier episode, it would have done nothing. Even with how hard he was fighting, not breathing, blood pouring from his eyes, it would have done nothing. All of that effort. <gasps> Shit, I just realized that we forgot to do a spoiler alert at the beginning of this. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah, there's you... lots of spoilers, yeah. guys. Sorry. Yeah. So for anyone who is starting out before we answer these questions, like, just so you're aware, if you hear a series and you haven't seen it yet, spoilers ahead. Caution. Skip ahead. I, I, I am seriously looking at a list of anime I've seen, and there's only one that I know of a plot twist worthy of this list. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to give that warning because it happens literally the last episode. Juno greatly apologizes to those who have not seen Demon Slayer season two. <laughs> also, if you haven't, why haven't you? Juno is now talking in the third person. <laughs> why not? Roman is having none of this. <laughs> Because <laughs> Roman understands why I did it. <laughs> All, right. All right. So my turn? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Cookie. So mine, there's no, a... No, 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 no. Introduce. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am about to get on all of your guys' heads. We have a system here. <gasps> Off I'm with their heads. sorry. Remember it. I get distracted. No, it's totally fine. So I'm Cookie. I play Faye Lauren, the half elf monk thing. <laughs> wow, Faye Lauren is a warlock. thing. There we go. I found my words eventually. <laughs> um, biggest plot twist. Well, I'm gonna have to say Bleach has several. Um, I'll just say the. First one, when a cat becomes a main side character. So she's Who's like cat? my cat. Clog and Boots cat becomes a main character. Hat and clogs. Oh, hat and clogs. My bad. I it's been so long since I've seen Bleach. <laughs> and then a certain individual in the human world turns out to be the missing squad leader. So Oh, that wait, threw me what? for a loop. I'm not telling any more than that. <sighs> but like, if you haven't watched or read Bleach by now, please do. I It's super old. So, yeah. All right. What about Zephra? Okay. So, hello, I'm Zephra. And I'm thinking... Play. You gotta introduce Who the character. You play. You gotta start I over. Would. You play. One of these days, we will get it. <laughs> Hello, my name is Zephra. I play Azar, the troublemaking tiefling. Dumbass. 
And my thoughts have been on the Vampire Night. Um, when I watched, I had seen Vampire Night, and I thought it was good. Oh no! Until I got to the end, and you find out that it's the wanting to a little etchy on her wanting to fuck her half brother, but then to find out she wants to fuck her half brother and her real brother. That 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 was who she really was, and her that was her real brother. Then that's drawing the line. And I I like, thought nope. Zero wasn't a half brother; he was an adoptive brother. He was well, adopted. If it's an adopted, wouldn't it still be half brother? No, no, it's I a step brother. Step brothers are still her bro- whatever. So her adopted brother, okay, on the edge, but okay. But then when it came to her legitimate blood brother that she's wanting to fuck no <laughs> why are you so pissed over there i warned you motherfuckers not to watch it yes. I was, here you are hey 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 that was when i was in high school middle school high school when i was still a dumbass okay yeah i watched I'll give it you, i'll give you that i watched <laughs> vampire night when it came out and read the manga because it was taking too slow to come out. So I read the whole manga and I was like, mm, this is sketchy. <laughs> honestly, that was a pretty big plot twist, honestly, to throw it. And that was like during the time when I was still cared, told not to watch it, but I'm still a dumbass and curious about it. And I haven't seen it since, but I still remember that. She and her character share something in common. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Kaylee. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, Dungeon Master. Hell, it's nice to meet you guys <laughs> after so long. <laughs> um, after looking at a list of like all the anime I watch, there was really only one and it was literally the last episode, but it was one that like shook me to the core. Code Geass. Oh. And not seen it. Code Geass. And the reason I don't want to say too much more is because Kuki is watching it right now. Yeah, but I haven't watched it yet. But basically, um, the way they solve conflict in the very last episode just fucking floored me. Like, it, it seemed like, oh, okay, well, this is a very twisted way for this to end. Oh, just kidding. Um, fuck. Okay, that's dead now. Okay, dead. Okay, that's fine. Well, yeah. rip. <laughs> so that's my thoughts without giving away too much. If you want to message me about it, I will have a long ass discussion with you guys. So, <laughs> well, goodbye, Juno. We shall I am being record. banished. Goodbye, my lovelies. No. Goodbye, my lovelies. I'm getting out of here already. <laughs> wow. wow. Salty. She's just mad about the comment I made earlier. I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just trying How to. How dare you? I'm just trying to organize all my spell sheets. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just will give you hell for it. Because you're about to put me through hell. Yes, I am. I want to know what the fuck Holga is doing while everyone else left the base. Holga is probably still in her room, probably contemplating existence. As she stares up at the top bunk above her, just really irritated with how circumstances are at this point. Okay. 
So you just stay there the whole day? Do you end up going out and exploring after a few hours, or...? I can... This Holga is... probably would only really emerge to grab food from the cafeteria, and even then will retreat into a corner and quietly eat to herself, because she just kind of wants nothing to do with the people in the bunker. She's very irritated, again, about the whole... Feels like she was created to be a weapon for these people she doesn't even know. Okay. And kind of is cursing them for this existence all right so a bit suicidal in a way not suicidal just really depressed yeah depressed over coming into a world that's to her in her mind dying okay all righty so nothing really happens you know laurel blake doesn't come and get you or anything and the only reason you can assume that they left is that you don't see him around. Obviously, you don't hear Azar making any noises, not running amok. Or making fires. Or making fires or stuff like that. You also don't see him whenever you go in the cafeteria, but you also don't see Laurel or Blake anywhere either. So you just go in. Do You, you don't talk to anyone then. Yep, extremely reclusive, is not really in the mood to talk to anyone at this point. I mean, maybe she's observing a couple of people as they kind of come and go through the cafeteria or through the halls as she's making her way around, but makes no effort to have any conversation with anyone. But at this point, she's probably considering also the dangers that this these other people are now in exploring the outside world. Okay, so you're kind of like dwelling on the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially since she's unaware of what's happening with no news being presented to her. Blake and Laurel not approaching her, but also still contemplating kind of the existence these people have. Okay. I like it. Go ahead and roll a perception check. This is one of the times you're in the lunchroom, just so you have context. A two. A two <laughs> plus, let's see. So a four, so in total a six. <laughs> <laughs> you might be eating a salad, maybe? <laughs> Is only aware of the lunch or whatever meal she's eating in front of her at this time. I think you're just too distracted. Like, you made this pretty big decision, and it's maybe taking up all of your mental power just to think of it. So you don't notice anything. Okay. So day one, you just sulk in your bedroom. Yep, like a pouty teenager, probably despite her age. <laughs> well, mentally, what age she is, because honestly, she's only, what, 48 hours old now? <laughs> yeah, she, she's a baby. <laughs> Very much a baby, but <laughs> sulky teenager at the same time. Sulky teenager, I like that. All righty, day two. You just go about your business. You Okay, so how I want this to be structured is I'm giving you about three days of actions before anything, any news comes back or anything happens. So throughout these days, you tell me what Holga is doing and I'll have you roll or interact with NPCs or whatever based on what you do. So actually, this is going to be day one. Because that was day zero. So this is day one. What is Holga doing? Again, I can't see her doing much. I can only imagine her just 
taking care of her basic needs. Maybe she finally goes and takes a bath because she hadn't had the chance to before and changes into the gear that was given to her in those chests. Okay. But other than that, again, is reclusive and doesn't want to talk to anybody and feels no need to socially bond with these people. Okay. So as you are in the bathhouse, you are just um, chilling and taking a bath. Do you just kind of relax there too, or are you pretty quick about it? Probably would actually relax, like enjoy what is her first bath, Mm -hmm. essentially, and just try to relax despite how and how much turmoil her mind is in because she chose not to go and of course while she's not attached to these people they're still like her and so in a way she's just kind of wondering especially with the stupid shithead azar being out there (laughs) is wondering what chaos they have probably stumbled into with a little bit of fomo maybe a little bit of fear (laughs) missing out oof I just maybe not if you're missing out, just more thinking maybe relief that she doesn't have to deal with that shit anymore, that she's not being harassed over being a big sister because she doesn't want to claim these people at the same time. But at this, but they're also the others that are like her that share the blood of an elemental. Your kin. My kin essentially very reluctantly (laughs) accepting these stupid ass kin that she (laughs) is very irritated by. (laughs) And maybe their lack of thinking over the circumstances, like not realizing how dire this situation is, like being more positive when she's honestly down in the dumps and realizing kind of like, I feel like I'm just a weapon for these people. I'm just here to be used and disposed of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disposed of potentially if I don't survive in a fight, and will they mourn me if I did go out fighting for them? Probably not, because um, I'm half of their enemy. Who's to say that they would remember my name dec- decades later if they even survive in this broken world that's overrun with creatures that these people can't fight and they have to hide in bunkers just to make it? Otherwise, they'll be slaughtered. Shit. Yeah, her mind is a very dark place. (laughs) Now I feel bad for picking on her. Okay, no, I don't. Um. (laughs) Holga's kind of been picking on others, so you could just say it's kind of... It's a golden rule. It's not deserved. (laughs) It's a golden rule. You treat me like I'm going to end up treating you, so... (laughs) Ta-da. (laughs) Okay, so as you are resting in the bathhouse, just kind of relaxing, you actually feel almost weightless. And it takes you a little bit to realize you think it's almost because you are a water elemental. This is your territory. You know, you are literally in your element. That you just feel weightless, carefree. It feels, for the first time, your brain actually, like, calms down a little. And you're finally able to feel a bit at peace for the first time. Probably at this point, she's probably just kind of playing with the water with her hands. Like, picking up a cup and letting it run across her hands. Just kind of watching it. Considering what the implications might mean that she's half elemental. Half water element water elemental like what does this mean for her like what does what abilities will this give her like Mm -hmm. what can she do with essentially the blood of the enemy yeah 
Well, and if you remember, you took a look at the map last time, and the map is literally just an island surrounded by water. So I don't know what kind of thoughts might spur on from that, but there's something else. Probably just kind of curious, wondering if maybe actually would consider the implications of do water elementals guard the barrier around this land to keep people from leaving? Would that be an, something that they do? Because other than that, she can't imagine what other territory they reign over, like maybe rivers. Um, there's like a northern region of the map that is like um, lakes, rivers. It's partially submerged even so that's kind of where when you were talking to laurel briefly that's where you would assume the elemental god is located but you don't know well considering that they're on an island surrounded by water who's to say that the god would stay in one place if it has the ability of going around in the ocean i don't think this elemental would want to stay stationary because water flows water moves how much does this elemental god move about, or even its underlings? Good question. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's something Holga's going to consider, because <laughs> they're surrounded by water, and there go may swim, be a region. Go swim! <laughs> Holga goes to the beach and just fucking swims away, and is like, fuck all y'all, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, who's to say that there's lands beyond the water? I mean, there's no knowledge of that. <laughs> Alrighty, so as you're relaxing in the bath, you do occasionally hear a couple of coughs, which is pretty normal. But for some reason, there's one older gentleman that is, like, coughing excessively to the point that he actually gets up out of the bathhouse and leaves. So, that's the only thing of note in there. What do you do now? Holga probably just... Ignores. <laughs> ignores the situation because, again, she's irritated. Because mm -hmm. these people may have not have realized that she existed and that her creation was essentially for the sake of them, though. Like, even if they weren't aware of it. Because Laurel and Blake created her to be guardians perhaps of these people and she's like i don't know anybody here besides blake and laurel laurel they're the only names i really really know so yeah the only other two people you really learn the names of are now with the rest of the parties so. yep they're kind of gone so there's not really much social interaction she can get even because I can also imagine that Holga is also not very socially confident, mm. especially with strangers. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, so you leave the bathhouse, probably pick up some food and just go to bed then. Is that kind of what's going on? Or are you going to probably would just, yeah, retreat to her room, but maybe works on her weapons a little bit, takes in stock of what she was given. Just kind of considering, and then again, kind of looks around the room at the other bunks and just kind of considers, just wondering, what's the point in living in a dying world? Like, what, there... what purpose do you want to make out of your life because you were brought here against your will kind of thing? Exactly. And now that she is tr rejecting what they created her for, 
she's wondering now what she can do because she was bred essentially to fight with the blood of the enemy and she's wondering because now she's again just pointless drifting among the bunker just taking care of herself but at the same time thinking do i want this to be my existence like is this all that there is okay so that is day one then yep a dark place this woman is in (laughs) (laughs) she ain't not happy okay day two so you go into the cafeteria for your normal breakfast And you realize that the old lady who was previously working as the lunch lady is not there. And instead, uh, the little girl's mom is actually the one serving food. If you remember the little girl that was playing with a czar. When you go up and grab your food, she looks very weary, very tired. What do you do? Holga doesn't really have a response other than just to take what she's been given and again retreat because... She doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't really care about these people. Okay. She's not concerned seeing them tired because as far as she's concerned, everyone's fucking exhausted in this place. Because <laughs> even she's exhausted and what? Now 72 hours old, just kind of like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is just what it is. It's a dark and gloomy place in this dying world. Can you blame them for being tired? Who Azar was the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you go and sit down and just simply eat, you do notice that Ellie kind of like runs in between the tables. The little girl, Ellie, runs in between the tables and like says hi to everyone. And like she sometimes she has like a little handful of what looks like truffle candies And she's just like randomly passing them out to people. And she approaches your table and is like, here's a twiffle. And she plops one down on the table. Holga's kind of speechless at first and kind of stares at this little girl, not really sure how to respond, but sighs and goes, thanks. She's like, of course. And she bounces off. She she runs away. (laughs) Holga's just not really sure what to do with this kind of energy. <laughs> and um, do you like keep watching her as she runs around or are you just probably ignoring? will keep an eye on her after that, watching her flounce around, giving truffles to other people and their interactions with her. Just kind of observing, maybe kind of trying to see who is warmer, who's colder with this their greetings girl. and kind of even maybe check, watches her mother, like seeing as she is watching her little girl to run around or if she's just busy in her own world serving food or (laughs) just kind of is taking stock a little bit more now, probably just because the little girl approached her first. So of course, you know, that kind of will perk her interest just a little bit, just like (laughs) I'm (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is going on here? (laughs) Extreme introvert being approached by sunny sunshine child and isn't quite sure how to handle the sudden beams of light directed her way with the big (laughs) smile and the here you go and just not even a question giving her a truffle just (laughs) it's maybe even confusing maybe probably just because 
most of her interactions have just been with Laurel and Blake and her previous party who are now who knows where doing who knows what. <laughs> Maybe they've Azar set half the world on fire at this point with their bonfires. Who knows? <laughs> So as you're watching Ellie run around, Ellie uh, stops by a familiar looking young boy. You realize it's actually the boy that you guys had come across when you and Xenia were having your argument. And this boy has like a couple books sprawled out on the table, was like just kind of reading, minding his own business. And the little girl just bounces up, gives him a truffle and runs away. She doesn't say anything to him, though. She doesn't say, like, here you go, or anything like that. She just quietly gives him the truffle and runs away. And the scholar doesn't recognize or, like, even acknowledge her existence. He just keeps reading. Well, when you're hooked in a b good book, I can't really blame the man for not really responding to the surroundings. If they're in something, I can't. Yeah, they're hooked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Ellie, after meeting a couple people, goes to, uh, like, another older gentleman, and he is, um, uh, like, patting her on the head and just being like, oh, what a good girl, and, like, all of this grandfatherly stuff. And, you know, there's just other experiences like that, that you notice Ellie's just wandering around. You figure Ellie's probably, other than Azar, the only other like happy-go-lucky person in this bunker but yeah now that she's considering ellie are there any other children in the room that are about that age no or is everyone else older everyone else is older or they're like pre-teens go ahead and make an investigation check oh this is sad a six <laughs> <laughs> you don't notice shit um i mean i'll give you their ages there's a lot of older people and a lot more women than men um i mean it's easy to confer that the men went out and fought and the women stayed back but there's no kids only ellie and would you remind me how old ellie is i don't think i gave her an age we're gonna say about seven okay so pretty young still yeah yeah seven in human years which translates oh, good gosh did i give her a race I am so bad at giving characters races. <laughs> it's not even funny. Um, we're going to say she is... We're going to say she's a halfling. So a seven to eight year old in equivalent of halfling years. So. Okay. So she's short. She's short and running around too because halflings are short. <laughs> <laughs> and her mom? What is her mom? Her mom is also a halfling. Also a halfling. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and her mom, you said you were looking at her too. She does look over and make sure Ellie's not getting herself into trouble. There's a few times she's like, Ellie, be careful when like Ellie jumps up on the like chairs or something. And um, she she's obviously doing her job, but she is watching Ellie pretty closely. And if anything... She, like, looks very concerned sometimes when Ellie just, like, bounds up to random people without any care in the world, so. Okay. And then you go to your room. <laughs> or do you go elsewhere? Is Holga gonna go hide? 
There is a dojo if you wanted to go practice weapons and stuff. Actually, I think Holga's gonna, even though she's done eating, kind of linger in the cafeteria and just kind of observe the people coming and going, like seeing. Because now she's kind of considering a little bit more, like, of the people she is currently surrounded by and trying, I guess, more to think about it. And Okay. So, as you're sitting there in the cafeteria, it takes probably about two hours since you've been there, but uh, Blake actually walks in. And he goes up and starts talking to the mom, the lunch replacement lunch lady i should specify because <laughs> you don't know either her or the lunch lady's name um but yeah they're just chatting and um you you kind of are in a back corner right so you can't hear what's going on at all so yeah they just start talking for a bit and then uh blake gets his like bowl of um whatever a veggie mix or something that they have <laughs> and he goes and sits down he doesn't really look at anyone in particular he doesn't like look around the room so he doesn't notice you holga considers for a good hot minute debating and gets up and actually wanders in blake's direction and actually plops on the other side of the table across from him and goes i want a couple questions answered uh, when you come and just plop across the seat from Blake, Blake looks up at you and he has a multitude of different expressions passed by his face. One of them that you can read is that guilt that he had on last time you saw him or a shameful face. And he says, oh, oh Holga, um, hi. Yeah, I, I can answer any questions. What's up? How long have you people been in this bunker? He kind of like leans back a little and kind of like looks up trying to calculate. And he's like, I, me, myself, I haven't been here as long as the bunker's been around. I came here about a year ago, though. And from what I have heard, I think Laurel was one of the first ones here. And she says she's been here for I think almost two years. So then where did you come from if you are newer to the bunker? I came from a bunker in the Northwest and unfortunately there was a massive earthquake that hit the bunker and demolished all of it. We had to retreat. So I, as well as a handful of our um, people came here. This may sound insensitive, but why keep fighting for life if this is the existence you have to live in a bunker like rats underground? Why? Blake kind of just pauses for a little and he shrugs. He's like, honestly, I've thought about giving up, but I think. It's humanity's survival instincts more than anything that keep us going. Otherwise, I think we would have died out a long time ago. And he just uh, takes a couple bites of his salad or whatever the fuck I said it was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Veggie mix. Veggie mix. <laughs> 
one of those like veggie mix you get in like the freezer section you just pop it in the microwave <laughs> like the mushy carrots and <laughs> oh that's bunker living sounds even worse with not a good food service or options um uh now that you're closer go ahead and we're gonna make another perception check and we'll see if you get something other than a six 17 and... oh you actually see something oh my goodness okay hey <laughs> and i also have a four there so 21 damn okay you see the shit out of the sign um so <laughs> there's two doors that are like behind the um like table that they serve the food one of them says garden so i don't know if you knew that previously but there is the gardens over there i do remember us talking about their food how they produce their food yeah okay but yeah so blake takes a couple bites and then he just puts his hand on his like cheek and rests it down and is like honestly I just want to kill at least or be responsible for at least ending some of them. Yeah, it's a it's a dumb idea, but if I'm going to die either way, may as well make their lives a living hell. You mean make their lives a living hell through the weapons you created in those little tanks of yours, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> he just he just kind of shrugs and he puts his fork or spoon or whatever down and he's like, I mean, I've fought. I didn't do very well. And yeah, we were responsible for making you guys. And yeah, he doesn't deny anything that you say. He's just like, yeah, it's harder when it's just us two, huh? <laughs> No, I had something and then it just vanished. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm debating, like, where to go? <laughs> come back, come back. <laughs> okay. Um, and how long have these creatures been around before you retreated underground? So the elementals, they came with the meteor three years ago. And at first... They just caused turmoil. We were still able to survive above ground. It was about four months after that that we had to retreat because the wind elemental in specific was a real nuisance to all of us, making the weather absolutely terrible. We couldn't even stand outside without nearly being swept away. It was chaos. And... All those elementals, they were almost fighting us and each other. So they had, I think, this period of time where they didn't care about collateral damage to this world at all. So at that rate, we had to just take what we could, build underground bunkers as quickly as we could, and hide there. And that's why so many of them fell, is they weren't properly put together. This one has had so many issues even in the past year that I've been here that it's it's a surprise. It's almost a miracle that we're even still alive. And he kind of just like goes back to eating. 
<laughs> Do any other bunkers exist outside of this one? He, like, sits there and chews his um, zucchini or whatever. <laughs> and um, he swallows and is like, not any that we've had contact with. If I remember correctly, there might be one or two in the water domain. But all the ones here near us, the last one collapsed a few weeks ago. Have you had any communication with any other bunkers? He said, he shakes his head. He's like, we used to be able to get in contact with each other, but... Our technology is on the fritz when we try to communicate outside the bunker. I think it's probably the weather more than anything, making the communication very crummy. As for, like, messengers, they all normally perish before they make it between bunkers. Very few messengers are well-equipped or well-experienced in fighting elementals, so most of the time they end up perishing. And he looks very sad, just talking about it. Like, he looks sad. But he's not, like, looking angrily at you. Like, the last few times you've talked to him, you guys have been kind of, like, butting heads. He seems just kind of resigned at this rate. So, when the bunkers began falling, you considered making weapons out of the blood of your enemy, essentially. So when were we created? We started this project i think about four months ago i don't remember the exact timeline maybe laurel does but it was originally laurel's friend who had started the project and after he was killed we we took over it so about four months we had a lot of setbacks. We had a lot of periods of time where we thought we had failed or that you guys had perished or not developed properly. And he kind of just like whispers to himself. He's like, probably not what we wanted or what he wanted. Holga actually snorts an amusement. <sighs> You probably shouldn't have done an intelligence check with the DNA you used. Honestly, yeah. He, he agrees. He's like, yeah, we should have. <laughs> <laughs> is he surprised by sudden, by Holga's sudden humor in the situation? <laughs> he actually is a little bit. He's like, he, but he's also like, looks a little relieved that you aren't like actively attacking him anymore. I think he's just kind of like, Thank God I can have a normal conversation with this person <laughs> instead of feeling like she's a mantra just repeating the same three things over and over and over again and scaring the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's scared. But you don't know that. Holga doesn't know that. I still find that funny. Though. <laughs> Juno knows. Holga does not. Hmm. He finishes his fruit or i keep changing what the fuck is in his bowl it's a magic <laughs> bowl that has changing food depending on his mood no uh, <laughs> he finishes his veggie bowl and he stands up to go put the bowl in like a little sink area that they have and he's like is is there anything else you wanted to know holga 
One more thing. I can assume the majority of the men died as she makes a very meaningful glance around the room. He nods and is like, most of the capable men didn't like just bowing down to the fate of this world. So they decided to fight back. And that was how we were able to get the elemental blood for Faelorin, actually. Hmm. I see. He he nods and he's like, you know, it's it was good to talk to you. Thanks for talking to me. And then he kind of just like, he waits for you. <laughs> Apparently you wanted to say something, so. Holga just nods at him and looks away. Not really sure what to say now that she's kind of had a couple of her questions answered. Okay. Then Blake just walks away. And he goes, returns the bowl to the sink and then goes ahead and leaves. So. What does Holga do now? Hmm. She just sits there and ponders the meaning of everything. <laughs> ponders what she just had answered and does actually make to leave the cafeteria. But as she walks past the boy with the books in front of him, she does actually kind of slow down to look at what books he's reading because she's kind of curious to what this young boy is studying so intently now. Okay. He is studying, um, there's about two books on like agriculture and kind of like different ways that people have um, previously like grown different plants, how they took care of animals before they went extinct, stuff like that. There is one book about the history of elementals. It's a newer book. The other ones are kind of old. And then the one that he has open, you can't tell what it is. She's probably very curious about the history of elementals one because she's wondering who would <laughs> study them I guess more to a point that they would write a book about it. So she actually probably pauses and kind of just keeps looking at that book for a moment or two. Okay. <laughs> this uh, scholar boy kind of like was reading his book. And as you just stand there and stare at the book, he looks up at you and is like, did you need something? She actually meets his gaze and asks awkwardly because now she's a little nervous because she hasn't talked to this person very well and the last time she saw him she yelled at him <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that book the the history of elementals where did you get that he looks over at the book and he's like oh this one and he points to it he's like uh, it was my father who wrote it before he perished a few years ago what elementals did he study? He picks up the book and is like, I mean, he has a section for all of them, but there's more specific the wind and the fire elementals as we came from the southern bunker. So it's the two that we were most knowledgeable on. But there is a small section on water and earth. Did you just want to borrow this book? He, like, gives you a side eye and is just like, like, why are you asking me so much shit about a book? <laughs> and he looks a little baffled. Go ahead and make an insight. I rolled a 24. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He actually looks like he's hiding something. Now she's a little bit more intrigued and nods. 
if you wouldn't mind, I would very much like to borrow that book. He says, yeah, that's fine. Um, I just need it back, obviously, when you're done. And he hands you the book. She kind of wilts a little in relief, knowing that at least this kid wasn't lashing out at her for yelling at him the other day. Because, <laughs> again, a little socially awkward. Yeah. He doesn't look like... You rolled such a good insight check. You can tell that he... He he kind of has some a more hostility towards you than anyone else, but he's still being civil. He's much more tense and he's much more on edge than, you know, anyone else has been. Other than like when Azar did the mage hand at the table and people flipped the fuck out. That was the only other time, really. She kind of considers him for a moment and looks at the book and goes, thanks. I'll return this when I'm done. I appreciate it says a little awkwardly not really sure how to <laughs> express her gratitude <laughs> and he nods at you and then goes back to reading she does one more little side eye wondering about the kid before she exits the cafeteria with the book in hand and okay. retreats to her dorm room and probably does pop it open right away to read what this kiddo's dad studied because she kind of wants to know more like what the hell the rest of the people are probably facing out there. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So as you're reading through this book, a lot of the stuff, you know, is much more in depth than the stuff that you got from Laurel. But there is quite a bit of info on the gods. They actually all have their own identities. And you learn in this book that after, like, the embers don't really have individual identities, but once they become base elementals or the gods, all have their own identity, almost like a name given to a humanoid. So it explains that the fire elemental god, his name is Lavis, and he is said to be very um, forceful out there, very loud and annoying. Not a very pleasant elemental, according to some of the elementals that this book has been able to talk to, which is kind of weird now that you think about it. This book has a lot of insight or input from elementals themselves. So, Holga wants to flip to the water section to see what she can read on the what they know about the water in specific. Okay, so the water elemental, they don't have much name or much input. And when there are like small sections that are kind of like interview reports, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, one of them says the water elementals are more reclusive, more they stand back and stay away from people. <laughs> water fits are more every time I hear more about these things. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think about the fact that Holga is that way until I literally said it. I was like, you know what? I'm really glad I made the water elementals like that. <laughs> But anyway, it's perfect. So yeah, they are um, a bit re more reclusive. They kind of keep to themselves. They have their territory in the north. And if anybody enters, they basically never escape, even other elementals. It's very rare that an elemental will enter the water domain and ever come back. Holga's a little stunned by all she's reading because before she had thought of them as just beasts, monsters with thought 
that were thoughtless. But now as she's reading, she's realizing these creatures are more intelligent than she thought. And they seem, if they're having communication with people, this intrigues her even more. Because she's like, they can speak. Mm -hmm. And she's also a little horrified by this information. Because she's like, do the others know that these creatures can communicate? Because we were not given this information before. And honestly, she's appalled by it. Like, she's feeling rageful about it. Because she's wondering what Blake and Laurel told the party before they left. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, that's going to be the end of the second day. So, we got one more day and an hour. (laughs) Okay. We're going to blast through this. So, day three, what do you do? Holga immediately heads to the boy's room and knocks on the door. Oh, the, the one scholar. that she, the scholar boy that she borrowed the book from. Okay, he kind of like opens the door, but he kind of only cracks it open because he's kind of on edge still. He p- pokes his head out. He's like, "Hello, I am here to return your book." Holds out the book to him. He he kind of looks wide eyed, and he's like. Okay, okay, and he opens the door a little bit more to grab the book, and he's like, damn, you finished that fast. Takes a very deep breath. Do you know any more than what this book has written? He kind of like, go ahead and make an investigation check. <laughs> that little dance. <laughs> 18. That gives me a little something. Yes, it does. He was gripping that book pretty tight when you said that. And he kind of looks down a little and he's like, uh, no. And it's pretty damn clear he's lying. I'm, I'm sorry. This is honestly all I know. Holgus gives him a slow smile. I can tell you're lying. And what's the harm in sharing this information? He looks at you with the widest eyes and is says... I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Like your father is what you said wrote this book. Looks like he communicated with these creatures and I was not told before that they can talk. Is this true? His eyes get wider and wider and you can actually sense a little bit of panic coming from them. And he immediately closes the door. Holga's not very happy about having the door (laughs) slammed on her. Yeah, he slams that door really fast. He just closes it. Like, nope. Is the door locked? Yes, it is. Holga sighs and knocks again. Please, I want to know more. No answer. Kid, your father wrote that book for a reason. He wants us to know this information. That's why he wrote it. And I just want to know more. He, you hear from the other side of the door very quietly. He's like, you don't know shit. And this is almost a different tone of voice. Well, that's why I'm here to ask you. So I know this shit. He's like, you shouldn't know anything, though. And he opens the door and he looks a little different. Holga meets his gaze head on and says, I need to know this information. And obviously, you know it. Your father wrote a book about it. And obviously, it doesn't seem that many other people have read it either. 
he doesn't have the book in his hand anymore, you notice, but he like kind of looks at both sides of the hallway and he's like, and what are you going to do for me if I give you this info? And what do you want? He, he kind of like nervously looks around again and he opens the door and he's like, get in here. Holga, very pleased, walks into the room. Very (laughs) satisfied that things have gone her way. (laughs) So as you enter this young man's room, you realize there's a lot of books in here. It's a a scholar's room, but it's also a bit hazy in here. Like, it's, it's hard to describe. You almost, everything seems blurry a little bit in here. And the air kind of has like this kind of dull scent to it. It's very unsettling almost. It's almost like somebody was constantly vaping in here as well as running incense at the same time. Like it's, it's strong and it's kind of uncomfortable. Holgo takes a deep breath and looks at the boy. What are you doing in here? He says, it's none of your business and that's not our agreement. He goes on ahead and walks over to the desk and pulls out another book or two. And he says, to be honest, well, actually, first he turns to you. What's your name? What's your name? Holga. And yours? My name's Jaden. And so, Holga, what exactly is your plan? What exactly do you hope to accomplish? And he kind of like... Hol- he kind of he has this book <laughs> in his arms and he's kind of like folding his arms and just kind of like staring you down. She pauses and takes him, him in his posture and that book he's holding. And this is a very different kind of demeanor that he's putting on compared to what you s- have previously seen of him. I don't understand. Why are you so weary to share the in- this information? What if I told you that I don't want to be here anymore? Well, I do not want to be in this bunker either. Ha! And he kind of like smiles. He's like, now correct me if I'm wrong. And he kind of has this kind of like smirk. He's like, you're one of those like elemental spawn things that they made in the lab, huh? She actually grins at him. (laughs) Smart kid. He's like, it's not that smart. I mean, Laurel frickin' showed you in front of the whole ass crowd, so. But here is my thing, Holga. And he sets down the book on, like, a table that's resting in the middle of the room, and he's like, obviously, humanity doesn't have much time left. If you can't tell, they're kind of dying out. And as much as Laurel and Blake and the other scientists try and make people to replace the dying population, you and I both know it's not going to work. And he goes ahead and flips open the book. He's like, but the elementals, they have a solution. They are not just balls of energy or whatever, you know, they can gift their abilities to other people. And he points at, like, one of the pages. Interesting. Did your father witness this? He smiles. He's like, maybe, maybe not. And he he continues to 
uh, nudge the book. He's like, if you want to read for yourself, this has it, but I can basically explain it this way. Humanity is not useful for the elementals much at all. The handfuls that they've decided to convert over as elementals, they, uh, they're not that stable. So it's almost just better to just blow them off entirely. Blow these gifted entirely, you mean? Yeah, like kill them. Kill the humans who have been given the gift of an elemental. Yes? Yes. I'm intrigued. Why? Why? Who would want a group of people that didn't bother to listen to them? I mean, if I had a nation to run, I honestly wouldn't want anyone who defied me. If you don't listen to me, I think you should go, kind of thing. And he, he kind of just like backs off and kind of just continues to look at you. He's like, so here's what I am suggesting. This bunker doesn't have long to live. I can already tell. It's not going to be that long before everyone ends up dying or whatever. But you already have some elemental blood in your body. Why don't you join the elementals along with me? We can find ourselves a better place to live, maybe even have a better, more fulfilling life. What do you think? Holga raises her eyebrows. You want to join the elementals. Is that what you're telling me, boy? He kind of smiles. He's like, yes. Make an insight check. Okay, <laughs> I can read that number for a minute. <laughs> Uh, a 15. A 15? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me roll a number for him. I'm pretty sure I actually do have him on a sheet over here, too. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that face. <laughs> nope. Um, He is partially lying there. Like, he's not lying about joining the elementals, but he's definitely still hiding something. Boy, you just told me you wanted to wipe out the ones that had been gifted the power of the elementals. And now you're telling me you want to join the elementals? Something about that doesn't make sense. When did I say I wanted to wipe out those with the powers? I said the elemental gods and the elementals would. You want them to turn on the ones that they chose? Well, if you aren't providing a significant enough purpose, I don't think there's much more to do other than to end. Then what if they do have a purpose? He's like, that doesn't happen. And so, you can tell that this, like, scholar boy full-hearted believes that last little bit. That, like, there literally is no purpose in someone who won't listen to orders or doesn't have power. So what about me? You know I'm half-elemental, but yet I'm not using my power. So what does that put me in your book? Purposeless? Hmm. Yeah, honestly. But you could give yourself purpose. And that's what I'm offering you. Ha! You're just like Laurel and Blake, wanting me to go out there and fight those fuckers. Just to be able to what? Save the bunker? And what's your purpose if you have me go out there to fight these elementals? What are you wanting for me? To save the bunker? He's like, no, I don't give a fuck about this bunker. 
even though there are people here, there's no one you care about? He shakes his head no. Honestly, everyone here, powerless. Everyone here is weak. Well, obviously, because obviously I was created. Same as the others. Yeah. And that's why I have come to you. Or you actually, more specifically, you have come to me. But I probably would have offered this even if you hadn't come to me. Would you have actually approached me? Laughs. Honestly, with what is going to... And he kind of stops himself abruptly there. He's like, never mind. No, boy, if you want me to give you what you want, you need to tell me what you want. What is your end game here? What are you looking for? Because if I'm going to cooperate with you or give you what you want, you need to be honest with me. He um, isn't looking at you. He like turned away from you for a minute. And he's like, isn't everyone deserving of their own secrets, Holga? I have none. So I suppose ah. I don't understand. Well, survive long enough in this world and maybe you'll have a couple secrets for yourself. But what's the point in holding on to secrets if it holds me back from helping you potentially? Because obviously your dad studied these creatures. And yet for some reason, when I've been talking to Laurel and Blake, they don't seem aware. They don't know shit. And it, at this point, he looks kind of frustrated a little. He's he turns back to you and he has anger in his face. He's like, they don't know anything. And you know what? Maybe that's a reason why I hate them so much then why haven't you told them about their intelligence all of this why is this information hidden because they are not on the same side as me and what side are you on humanities or the hu elementals because i am confused by you boy he smirks and says what if i told you i was on the elemental side well, I can't judge you because I'm half elemental. I don't know whose side I'm on. So why? She actually take, had the audacity to take a seat on the opposite bunk. Why are you on the elemental side? What makes you want to fight for them? Not humanity. <laughs> and he kind of just keeps laughing and laughing and laughing. And Holga just watches. She stares him down, wondering when he's going to answer her question. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was never on humanity's side, even from the beginning. You see? <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of this. And as he says that, the room explodes into much, much denser and thicker smoke. And in front of you, this scholarly boy that you had been conversing with for quite some time just completely almost evaporates into this thick, thick black smoke. And you hear this voice kind of coming from all around you at this point. There's not a specific point. He's like, I myself never wanted humanity to be a thing. None of us did. We were more deserving of this world, not you guys. 
not your humanity. She slowly raises her brows. You're not human. Ha! You just barely realized that, did you? So, why would an elemental hide among humans studying books? Waiting for the right time. To lure your friends here, I'm guessing? You've got a pretty good head on those shoulders, Holga. Are you the reason the last bunker fell? Because you said you had only come here recently, and Blake told me only he came from a different bunker. What, a year ago? Were you with them? <laughs> and he just laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs and laughs. Like, he's he's having <laughs> the field day. He's having this kind of, like, power-hungry, happy moment of just feeling super powerful. <laughs> he's like, oh, the last bunker was so easy to take down. But as for that stupid scientist, no. My, my buddies over in the Earth domain ended up taking care of them pretty easily. I thought elementals fought against one another. Oh, gosh. Hold on. Sorry. Jesus, are you okay? That scared me a little. You good? So I, had the, I had the website set up for the um, name generator. There was an ad in the corner that had been silent the entire time, but suddenly, oh, no. bam, really <laughs> fucking loud in my earbuds out of fucking nowhere. And then, <laughs> give me a fucking heart attack. Hold on here, I need a breather. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> okay, I'm alive. Maybe. Okay. Oh, I forgot what I was saying, though. <laughs> We're gonna have to redo that last little bit, because I don't know what the fuck was going on. Okay, <laughs> bring it. He just laughs and laughs and laughs, and he is like, I never was on humanity's side. Humanity didn't deserve this world. They took it for granted. But us, we, we can enjoy this world better than they ever could. So he kind of forms a silhouette of a, the man that he was, a scholarly boy, um, in front of you. And he reaches out a hand and he's like, what do you say, Holga? Do you want to join us? Before I answer your question. Boy, what is the elemental's final goal? Ruling this world is what it is? Because it seems you seem to fight among your brethren, is what I've been told. Is there a different story? Huh. Well, every elemental has a different goal. I mean, it could be said, we're as vast as humanity. And he kind of has like this disgusted tone. When talking about humanity now, like he he's definitely showing more of his true colors to you. And he says, for me, I just want to live peacefully with myself. And, and the only people around me can be those who listen to me, obey my words and don't question my authority. And you know what? I bet most of the other elementals are the same. So you're looking essentially to be a king. Ha! Huh. Yeah. A king sounds pretty good. 
She eyes him for a long moment. Your name isn't actually Jaden, is it? No, it is actually Jaden. Were you human before this, or did you come with the meteor? <sighs> he he actually like puts down his hand and kind of dissipates again into this like fog in the room, and he's like, "The meteor? No, only those four came with the meteor." Wait. A stunned look crosses her face. Her face. The the little ones, all the other little elementals, are they? They are for humor. Former humans, former <laughs> creatures of this world. Then he sounds a little bit smug as he says, "Well, the embers, at least they they are. I think partially." I don't know. And he kind of just blows it off a little. He's like, as for me, I am a creation from the fire and the wind elementals. They got together to create these peacemakers. Ugh. And kind of just like, um, kind of, you, you can tell this um, kind of smoke is like shifting around the room as he like, it's almost like he's pacing while he's talking. And so it like goes off um to near the books again and it's like peacemaker. Ugh. Peacemaker? Between who? All of them. He he kind of just is like he sounds exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all of them need these mediators in between them to make sure that they don't fuck up things and make sure that they can balance everything just fine. But it's not working. Between the elementals or the elementals and the humanoids? Wow, the humanoids don't mean shit to us. So among the elementals? Yeah. Just like you humanity have your ranks of society, us elementals also do. Holga taps like a finger to her chin. Interesting. And it seems like the wind and fire cooperate well enough if they're creating peacemakers between them. Nah, honestly, they're pretty wishy-washy, as you water elemental would maybe call it. Honestly, there's... Four of us peacemakers. There's me. There is. Fuck. I want that website back, but it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. And I already forgot the fire elemental. I didn't write it down. La Lavis. Lavis? Okay. Hold on. Let me write this shit down. Oh. Seems like Holga's gotten herself into a very interesting situation by staying behind. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, none of this was going to happen. And then when he stayed behind, I was like, I got to make shit interesting. Like, <laughs> so Lavis, as I'm sure you read in that book there, he's the fire elemental and he, he's my father. He was the one that wrote that book there. But he purposefully left some information out because he knew that he was sending me to these human domains to investigate and eventually lead to their ruin. Holga looks a little baffled. Why would he write a book about 
his own kind, essentially, and purposely leave it in the hands, not no offense, of you, where this book could be discovered. That makes no sense. He kind of pauses and he's like, yeah, it was pretty dumb of him. I mean, it got your attention, though, didn't it? Slowly smiles. Was that on purpose? Carrying that book with you into the cafeteria when I passed by just to get my attention? The smoke for the first time uh, convenes back into the scholarly boy. Um, and he has this kind of like the smuggest look on his face. He's like, yeah, I figured since you didn't follow the rest, you were unhappy. So, as I have always been told, use your resources. <sighs> a resource to you and a weapon to humanity. Doesn't seem like my options are that great. Rolls her eyes. He smiles. He's like, welcome to Umbelia. Nothing is fair. But you said earlier, finding a balance is poppycock. Isn't that what you're trying to do as a king? Establish balance among where you are the ruler and everyone else just falls into line into a balance where you are the ultimate power? Hmm. I guess, yes. Balance is this, what did you call it? Poppycat? He, he just like looks baffled at you because whatever you the fuck you just said is baffling me as a DM. <laughs> Pop, what the fuck did you call it? I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, when I go editing, I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> he says, you know, yeah, peace is stupid when there's more than one ruler. So your wish is to become king? Yeah over all or just a specific people because if your father is the fire god does this mean you're rebelling hmm he says well i am a teenager and she laughs at that he says i guess in a way i am rebelling however i see it more as me claiming what is mine look Boy, I have no reservations about potentially working with you, but if I do, and let's just say we name you king, one thing I do not want is to watch tyranny, watch you slaughter others. A king is supposed to be a protector. Is that right? Protect their people? Protect their land? He has a complex motion on his face and he just rolls his eyes. He's like, so that, what did you call it? Protect? Isn't that a humanity trait? You want to land and power, do you not? You're going to have to protect it if you want it. Ah, I guess that is true. He, he kind of like puts his finger on his chin and kind of tilts his head. He's like, Protecting land, yes, but if my... To have power, you're going to need to have underlings, yes? You want to rule over others, yes? That is true. So, you do want to protect. You want to claim what is yours, and you will consider those things yours, right? He 
looks like very almost annoyed at this rate actually he 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 kind of was like i'm trying to determine how he would react and i think he would be pretty annoyed at you trying to convince him that he's full of dog shit because that's kind of what you're doing <laughs> she's more concerned over what this potentially may mean she's just she doesn't want the world to continue in war essentially and so she's worried that this kid just wants to continue the war go ahead and roll an insight check all the insights and investigation and perception checks today y'all 20 20 you know that that's exactly his thing he wants to conquer and be a tyrant you can tell he's not there looking out for the people he wants to rule he wants to overpower them and be in control He's not looking to make a peaceful land. Okay. So. Okay. I, I just came up with the air one just in case it comes up. Okay. okay. And I'm closing the site before it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Okay. He just like gives you kind of like a look and he's like. So you are unhappy with humanity yet have all of these beliefs similar to theirs, huh? I wouldn't say beliefs. Is it wrong not to want to fight? She glare she narrows her eyes at him when that seems to be all you want. Seems like my options just are war or war. <sighs> A world that is not worth fighting for. He says but isn't that an idea that you could make happen? You hate this world. Why not make part of it your own? That just sounds exhausting. <laughs> so you do want to just fade away into nothing. Not fade away into nothing. I have no interest in that. Hmm. I was given this life, unfortunately. And while I just... Fighting an endless war, what point is there to that? Honestly, tell me, what joy would you get out of fighting constantly? War and no trust among people. Just fighting. Hmm. War is actually quite fun if you've ever experienced it before. Oh, wait, you haven't. You have no idea. The joy of being able to conquer something that you didn't have before. This idea that you could be greater than whatever it was that you were meant to be from the start or forced to be. So tell me, what will you do when you're done conquering? What if you conquer it all? Hmm. What point would there to be? It'd be, I imagine that'd be quite boring. He kind of chuckles. He's like, huh, boring, huh? What's to say this tiny island in this world is not the only thing out there? I mean, this damn meteor hit. Where did that meteor come from? There's always going to be something new to conquer. And he kind of like looks up at the sky almost like he's like looking up at this you know what where would the stars and stuff would be 
even though there's just a ceiling there. He's just like, there's so much out there and so much that could be in my hands. And what will you do with it? <laughs> Once you have it, what will you do? I can create new things. Like? He looks at you and is like, you know, Holga, you're starting to grate on my nerves a little bit. <sighs> is it wrong to want to ask questions to what you want? Well, because if I want, if I'm going to work with you, what's the point in following someone who won't tell me what he wants? Because then how am I going to give it to you? How am I going to communicate with you? If you don't tell me, what is your end game? I want you. Okay, so I, I need to know this as a DM. Are you trying to persuade him that you're actually like truly interested in this? Are you trying to deceive She him? is interested because she isn't on anyone's side right now. Okay. She's curious to what it will mean if she switched to the elementals. What will this mean for her? Because say she works with Jaden and then he just treats her like shit, abuses her and just throws her around. Why would she want that? Because that's what the humans want from her. She wants to see if she can find something better. Okay. And if Jaden actually has the power to persuade her that he can give her more than what the humans are giving her. Because as of right now, they're not really talking to her. Like, they aren't trying to convince her that they're worth fighting for. They're not making, why is Jaden worth fighting for? What can he give her? Is okay. there a better future for her if she fights for the elementals? That's what she's trying to figure out. Okay. Because right now she hears a tyrant and she's like, I don't want to just be a weapon for this man too. Can he get in? Does he have the power to persuade her that he can offer more? Okay. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. And I really hope this will be the last one that we roll that is not like a some sort of fight thing, because there's going to be a fight. 15. 15? <sighs> I think you get some of it, not all of it. Um, He's like, what I want is freedom for myself and the ability to choose what is around me. Now, what more is out there and everything like that, that I can explore and conquer, whatever. All of that can just add on to my curiosity, as I think you probably have your own curiosity. I mean, that's why you even bothered with this book over here. But for you, what is it that you want? To live a life. Of what I please. And what is I it? want to be more than a weapon. Because that is what these people created me for. To go out and fight their battles. Using the powers of the creatures that have brought them to this state. And the last thing I want, Nero's eyes slowly, is to just be a weapon. So, say I follow you. 
and I listen to you. What can you give me that will be worth it? That's more than what these people are offering. Hmm. He he actually kind of like thinks about it a little bit. He's like, huh. So not a weapon. That's fine. I am myself my own weapon. How about this, Holga? What if we both have our own lands? We have some sort of not necessarily peaceful agreement, but some sort of he he kind of like has a hard time trying to decide, you can tell. Just because he's like, he doesn't believe there will ever be full peace if there's multiple rulers, but he's trying to make the idea of making you your own ruler possible. But he's running into a bunch of these roadblocks as you are kind of seeing this, this kind of debate in his head. Because, I don't know if you are aware of this, leans back more comfortably into the bunk, not letting him phase her at all. The humans promised me a peaceful life if I fought for them. The same thing in a way that you're offering me. Land and all that. I don't know. Just a fight for them to be able to gain this thing. You just want it handed to you on a platter, is that it? You could say that. Hmm. Well, don't we all? He he kind of looks very hostile when he says that. He's like, huh, don't we all want things just handed to us on a platter? That's not how this world works. Can't blame me for trying. He kind of smiles. He's like, well, how about this, Holga? I have a couple preparations to do before things kick off. How about you go and you go debate this for a bit and we can talk about it later. Takes a deep breath and sighs. I see. So you say preparations. Hmm. This bunker won't last much longer, will it? He says I already said that. Looks up. It's by your command, is it not? Is what I mean. Hmm. My command. Or maybe it's something a little different. And he kind of like has um, a bit of smoke form in his hand. He's like, it was not originally my plan, but we have similar goals. And he kind of closes his fist and all the smoke goes away. I see. Holga stands up. Then I'll just take my leave. He says, well, it was a pleasure to meet you, Holga. And he kind of gives you this like, kind of like fake, but warm smile, like a fake warm smile. She just glares. No reason to pretend like you're a warm person. He kind of like smirks, smiles, kind of like with his teeth, like... <laughs> That that's fair. And then he he doesn't really talk to you as you leave or anything. He just closes the door and locks it behind you. 
Holga pauses in the hallway and considers kind of what she just learned. And <laughs> she's not really sure what to do at this point, but she debates and actually starts heading toward Laurel and hoping to find Laurel. Oh, okay. So where do you go to search for Laurel? She probably goes to the lab first to see if she's up to anything. Okay. You go to the lab and Blake is there. Laurel is not. She turns to Blake. <sighs> is Laurel around? Blake looks at you and he's like, Laurel, um, she actually is sick today, so she's resting in her dorm. What, what's up? I need to talk to her immediately. Uh, Laurel? Um, I... And he kind of just reads you. Are you trying to hide that something's, like, up, or are you... She's hiding it. She just is demanding make to Make a deception to... check, and I'm going to make an insight for... Our lovely friend here who I need to pull up his character sheet because I actually made one for, for him. For Blake? For Blake and Laurel, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, wow. I got so a 19. 19. <laughs> yeah. No. He doesn't <laughs> think anything. He's like, um, I, I can take you to her, but she might not be in the best of health. And I don't know if you're immune to human ailments or not, or humanoid ailments, but uh, we, we can take you there. Regardless, I do not care. Take me to her. I must speak with her. He, he kind of like gives you this very, like furrowed brows. He's looking at you very odd and he's like, okay. okay. And he leads you down the hallway of dorms and leads you just, we're going to say it's room, um, well, I, I roll a d20. 16! <laughs> <laughs> all of my good rolls, all on to determine what room they're in. What bullshit. Anyway, uh, so he leads you to room 16, and um, he knocks on the door, and it takes a little bit, but Laurel comes and answers it. And last time you saw Laurel, she was kind of stressed out a little, but was doing a lot better than she is right now. Her hair is down. It's a big, fat poof of red hair. <laughs> and she she kind of has like this palish complexion. She is kind of draped a blanket over her. And she looks at the both of you and is like, uh, Blake and Holga, what, what's up? And then she kind of like stifles a cough. My apologies, but I must speak with you. She, she looks at you. She's like, uh, of course, please, please come in. Do you want Blake here too? Or Blake is fine as well. And, and Blake just kind of like furrows his brows. He's looking back and forth like, should I really know what's going on? He's very confused. So you are let in, and this is just a simple... It, it kind of reflects yours a lot more, your dorm room. There is a couple of beds. Um, it looks like only, like, two of them are occupied, though. It doesn't look like all of them are. And so um, she she goes over, and she sits down on the bed that you would assume is hers, Blake goes ahead and sits at another one that was, looks like it's normally occupied. You can kind of infer that they share a room or something, so. 
she sits down on one of the still made beds that obviously isn't being used because she doesn't want to violate personal space and looks at Laurel, takes a deep breath and goes, this may be an awkward question or a surprise question, but these elementals, how intelligent are they? She kind of like tilts her head to the side a little bit and she's like, as far as I know, they're not as intelligent as us, but I myself haven't interacted with them personally to know why. What What's up? And what of the gods? The, the gods? Uh, she she kind of looks very confused because you just sprung out of nowhere asking all of these questions <laughs> and she's, she doesn't know why. She's like, you stay behind, so you, why are you curious about this? She's like, the the gods we just assumed are like the others. We we haven't been able to survive any encounters with them, unfortunately, to know. Holga pauses and debates looking at her hands, considering what she should ask next, because she's obviously trying to still hide what's going on with Jaden. I'm going to roll an insight check for Laurel. Okay. And you had a 19 for your deception or whatever? Yeah. Okay, this is not going to go good. <laughs> I rolled a 19. <laughs> Laurel looks at you and is like, Holga, um, what, what's, what's going on? Is there something that you need help with? Is there something you're having issues with? Because I, and she, she, she curls up more in the blanket and she's like I know you don't like us or trust us but if you are struggling with something you you can come to us and Blake also looks at you and he's confused because he didn't know <laughs> anything was wrong he's like I, I mean I, I agree with Laurel but yeah he, he just kind of like get, continues to share his his poor eyebrows are going to be wrinkled after this like he's <laughs> I am simply confused about this world and I'm trying to understand Laurel kind of like she knows you're lying and you can tell in her face that she knows you're BSing but she's also like oh okay well I mean, I literally handed you a file that had as much info as we really know. There's maybe two or three other things other people might know. I don't know. You might want to ask around and see if other people know anything. I am just trying to make sense of everything here. What are you still confused on? I suppose I am trying to figure out why... You people are still fighting against these creatures that obviously are overwhelmingly powerful and have driven you underground like rats. I asked Blake this earlier. Why keep trying to fight for a world you're obviously losing? Laurel kind of looks really sad as you said it. And she's like, honestly, for me, I... I promised someone I would try. They, they didn't have a chance. And 
or they did and it was cut short, whatever. But for me, I have to think about those who've already lost, who who are gone and they don't they don't ever get a chance to come back. And to me, it's not fair. I refuse to accept it as much as I can and and she coughs um a lot when she said that and she looks up at you and she's like honestly and her voice is kind of scratchy at this point she's like I I don't think I'll be around much longer to see anything come from my efforts but at least I know that I tried and I didn't give up. I didn't bow my head to the elementals. What do you mean by not seeing the fruit of your efforts? She um kind of like looks at Blake and Blake looks at her and um Laurel sighs and she's like obviously if you can't tell I'm a bit under the weather right now and I don't think I'm the only one. And I haven't been able to converse with our two medics yet, but there's there's something not right here. And to me, I I she she kind of like gets teary-eyed as she says it. She's like, I don't I I think there's something wrong here. And at this point it it's it's not going to be that long before we have to pick up and move or die fighting and honestly i have been getting sicker and sicker the last few days and today i can barely you know sit up like this and i don't know if i'll even see a czar and Phaloran and Xenia even come back. And it it's sad. And at this point, she's crying. Holga processes her crying and then quietly asks her, actually with like probably the softest voice she's probably used the entire time with anybody. <laughs> when this all started, did you lose anyone? She nods her head. She's like, I lost my entire family. And hold on a second. <laughs> I need to get a name here. <laughs> Consistency, damn it. <laughs> I, I lost my entire family. And it, it was only because of Taj that I was able to find the strength to keep going. And... He's gone now, too. And Blake um, stands up and he goes over to Laurel and kind of, like, rubs her back, trying to, like, comfort her as much as he can. Oh. Not me getting teary-eyed again, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) This is going to be tough if I cry every single time an NPC cries. (laughs) This is going to be a long-ass podcast. At this point, probably Blake and Laurel can actually notice that her face, Holga's face slips into like 
goes through like a complex series of like emotions like <laughs> she's not really sure how to process seeing this in front of her and after asking such a sensitive question she probably didn't think about that very well before she asked okay but then she's also now considering she's coughing and she's sick and then she just left Jaden's room who had smoke and haze and so she's thinking something probably Jaden's up to something at this point and he has a part in why people are sick and then she also thinks about the old man she saw in the bath earlier coughing she actually now that you kind of reflect back to it that man looks very similar has very similar symptoms to what laurel's having right now now holga's not quite sure what to do because now she's aware there's an elemental in the bunker but at the same time like she isn't sure who to fight for and after seeing people get sick now she isn't quite sure what her future is going to hold now because obviously she's now slowly coming to the terms either way elemental or humanity i'm going to be fighting in a war and there's nothing i can do at this point